3, 2, 1. Welcome back to the Anyone Can Run podcast. The podcast for those new members of the running community who want to knock out their first race, whether it's a 5K, full marathon, or anything in between. I am your host, True Bros, a.k.a. Gabe, a.k.a. the guy who is constantly chasing those exclusive Nike SB Dunks. And I'm an NCCA-certified personal trainer, gamer, and sneakerhead who specializes in helping clients reach their health and fitness goals. This podcast is a blend of motivational words, a chronicle of my running my personal journey on the road to Gainesville, some poor attempts at humor, but above all, it's the place where we cover the marathon mindset, the running routines, and everything else you need to know to help you absolutely dominate your first race. Recently, I've been thinking about what I want to accomplish as it relates to running in the near future. I've always been the sort of individual who likes having a blend of short-term, concrete goals in front of me, as well as a long-term one or two to help me stay on the straight and narrow. As I've been immersed in the running community over the past few years, I found my goals have been centered around logging more miles, securing more bling, and getting faster and stronger. Obviously, we as healthy and fit individuals who pound the pavement tend to be obsessed with any and all of the aforementioned, and in my eyes, there ain't nothing wrong with that. However, as the game has changed for the temporary normal, or abnormal, or new normal, or whatever the heck you want to call the post-COVID experience we're living in, I've begun reflecting upon what I want to actually accomplish, or what I want to actually get out of running. As the creator of this prestigious and esteemed here podcast, I have a few goals. One, to help all of you new psychomaniacs kick off your journey on the road to Gainesville on the right foot. Two, to encourage you and those around you to live a healthy and fit lifestyle. Three, and perhaps most importantly, is to impart my personal belief. It's always about so much more than just running. It's never just about the miles or the bling. There's always something more to it. Hey, you don't sit in a closet a few times a month with a laptop, a microphone, and a little TV stand table to record without some ulterior motives. Them's just the facts. Over the past six months or so, my priorities have shifted, and obviously I'm not just talking about my running priorities. Where I used to emphasize the next race or the next vacation, now my thinking has shifted to emphasize the long term a little more. The way I see it, while there have been a plethora of changes to the outside world over the past six months or so, our emphasis on goal setting as healthy and fit individuals hasn't changed at all. That being said, the goals themselves may have, and there's nothing wrong with that. Only a fool or a dummy head would be the sort of person to not respond and adjust to outside stimuli. We don't spend time developing our marathon mentality so we can just do the same thing over and over even if it isn't working or relevant anymore. Nah, 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 nah. In the same way our circumstances may change, so too may our associated goals and approach towards reaching them. For me personally... I've begun to care less about the volume of running, meaning the sheer number of miles I'm logging, and I've started to emphasize 
the frequency with which I'm pounding the pavement, meaning I'm doing shorter runs on more days of the week. Truth be told, the virtual Marine Corps Marathon is either coming up soon or just started. I don't, I don't know exactly when. I know I keep getting emails about it. But I'm thinking that there's a pretty fair chance whenever I get that race package, because I don't know if it comes, you know, at the start of the race or at the end. I, I don't know when it comes, but there's a pretty good chance that when I get it, it's just going to go straight to the back of the closet where I'm sitting now. As I'm not sure I, I even want to tackle that 26.2 mile distance soon, or really if I ever want to do it again. In previous conversations, I've detailed how I've occasionally had an off and on again relationship with running, right? Where we're doing that whole will they, won't they thing. And in the past, when I've had a race on the calendar, it's been easy to focus on sticking to the game plan. However, when I haven't had a race to look forward to, my level fare with those high mileage hitters would dwindle. Previously, I'd attribute this to my not having a race on the calendar so I couldn't just focus on it or, you know, something of that ilk. However, now, as circumstances have changed for the world at large, and I've begun to look at all avenues in my life from a macro perspective, I've had to acknowledge that I've tended to keep my interests separate from my goals, which I know it sounds weird, but it's never ideal. And because that sounds weird, let's, let's break it down a little bit. For example, I've thought about it many times over the years. And my personal favorite distance to run is the 10K, which is just over six miles. It's a distance I enjoy running. And running upwards of eight miles is something I'm never really particularly interested in. This may seem at odds where part of the justification for why I believe every human being who is physically capable of doing so should run a full marathon. And if you haven't been around for those previous discussions, part of the reason I think everyone should is because learning how to focus on a physical, monotonous task and being mentally dialed in for hours on end is a learned skill. And going through a marathon training cycle is one of the most approachable ways a human being can develop that skill. However, I've done that multiple times. You know, I have this skill and I've coached and trained a handful of my clients to hone this same thing. So the more I think about, the more I think, why do I keep signing up for these extended races? Races of that length are of no particular interest to me. And although it may seem blasphemous to some of my fellow runners who take on high mileage hitters on the regular, I don't really want to do them. I don't want to spend this time waxing philosophical about why I don't want to run these long distances, as I've already indulged that in a previous episode. But I bring this up today to illustrate the behavior where I've conflated difficulty with achievement. In the past, I've regularly forced myself to take on challenges where I've nothing to prove to myself, simply because they were challenging. You know, I'd rev myself up and go full throttle towards something difficult because I've always figured that's just what you do, especially when you're the kind of person who has that incessant need to earn everything that's given to them. I figured if I was going to go through the trouble of signing up for a race and making arrangements and planning my calendar around training and blah, 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 it needed to be quote unquote worth it, which in my head meant it needed to be difficult and uncomfortable to an extent. 
This is something I've done consistently in many aspects of my life over the years, and it hasn't always been the most beneficial thing. Just because something is challenging doesn't mean it's necessarily worth it. And this is where our emphasis on setting goals comes into play. We want to set goals which are of value to us and are aligned with our interests. Chalk it up to getting older and quote-unquote wiser, but my days of going full throttle because I need to in order to obtain some abstract goal are long behind me. I think of my approach to goal setting the same way I think of someone who loves working out, who is just getting comfortable with pounding the pavement. Or actually, let's say they're getting comfortable with pounding away on a heavy bag. Because when I first got my heavy bag, and I think this is a better analogy, I would just wail away with no rhythm, rhyme, or reason. I didn't know how to really throw a punch, and I didn't have any genuine form to speak of. So, I'd just go and throw a berserker barrage all Wolverine style on that bag of sand. As I spent time and refined my form, learned what I was doing, and got more comfortable, a rhythm developed. And as my form improved, so did the power and speed that I could put behind each shot. Occasionally, I'd get injured, either from leveraging the wrong equipment or from overtraining, and my hands would be sore. I remember in the very beginning, I used kickboxing gloves, which have very little padding, so I mean, those would absolutely tear up my knuckles. And in the early days, I would just keep going because I thought, hey, that's just what you do. And eventually, I realized I was using the wrong gloves or the wrong wraps, or I was throwing punches incorrectly, or what have you. It's a bit of an imperfect analogy if you're the sort of person who likes to figure things out on their own via trial and error, because there are inevitably going to be times where you find yourself going down the wrong path. For me, I know in my younger days I wasn't going to listen to anyone, and I needed to test my own hypothesis and see what works. But this personality quirk hasn't been consistently applied to my goal setting when it absolutely should have been. As I look back at all the pieces of race bling hanging on my wall, I realize that I've stuck with the same goals and the same approach I set for myself with my first race as I have for my like 15th or whatever I'm on now. And that makes no sense. When I was working with clients, I'd regularly alter goals because that's what you're supposed to do. But naturally, I never applied that logic to myself. I bring this up because if you ever find yourself in a rut or feeling as if things aren't working when you feel like you're doing everything right, sometimes we need to take a step back and look at things from a bird's eye view like where Crypto or Caustic from Apex Legends, I forget who says it. Sometimes the issue isn't necessarily the work we're putting in to reach our goals, but the goals we've established. In my head, I've always equated an issue or frustration with the process of working towards the goal, and not necessarily the goal or the goal-setting method itself. And for me, this has been a pretty grave miscalculation. As I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty sure it's Caustic that says that when somebody has an emote. I don't have it, and I don't really play Caustic, but I'm pretty sure he says, like, bird's eye view or something like that. Anyways, this miscalculation that we were just talking about, It's led to me consistently doing things that I don't really want to do, whether that be professional decisions or running a race length I have no particular interest in undertaking. And sorry, my watch keeps freaking out with Bluetooth connected, Bluetooth disconnected. Let me just take it off and throw it on the floor so you might hear a little thud. Don't worry about it, all right? 
So when I think about Meaty conflating difficulty with, you know, value of obtaining that goal, even when it comes to creating content such as streaming or recording episodes here, there were periods where even though this is something I only do for fun, and I'm talking both about streaming and creating that content on YouTube, right? This is a hobby for me. It's something that I have no professional or social obligations to. Even if I don't go live at a specific time or drop an episode whenever I feel like I should or the schedule I've set for myself, I feel that I would get frustrated. And it wasn't necessarily because of the actual gaming in front of a camera with the lucha mask or the actual recording. I love all that. There were just times where I'd run into a creative rut and not have a topic of discussion here. Or I'd be hot and sweaty under that luchador mask so I wouldn't want to go live. I wouldn't want to bust out the green screen and set everything up. I'd get frustrated because even though I was having fun and enjoying myself, The fact I didn't have any goals tied to either of these creative endeavors led to my being discontent. This is likely attributable to my specific personality, but I wanted to emphasize it here in case it can serve as a useful example to you. When setting goals, it's important to bear in mind not just whatever it is we want to achieve or obtain, but our personalities. For the longest time, I wanted to stream video gameplay to serve as a, an example or a reminder for the young gamers of the world to live a healthy and fit lifestyle. But for me, that goal was always too broad and never in line with my predilections. As a result, I'd grow frustrated because I'd feel like I wasn't necessarily progressing when in reality, there was nothing to progress towards. It was just a hobby and it still is just a hobby for fun. Same thing with our conversations here. There isn't an obligation, but I'd set a schedule in my head. And when I wasn't able to meet it, I'd find myself getting a little frustrated. Setting tangible goals is something we should always strive for. But if we don't feel as if we need to, we shouldn't force ourselves to. This is an area I've admittedly struggled with regularly. And only now am I beginning to feel like a cat who's just beginning to maybe possibly get comfortable with acknowledging that, right? Kind of wrestling like, oh, no, I don't want to admit it. But, you know, it's important to realize what our shortcomings are. There's an old adage. If you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. And while that's not necessarily the most accurate statement I've ever heard, there is value we can extract as it relates to our goal setting. Especially as running is for many of us a hobby or a leisure activity, we want to ensure we are deriving utility from the goals we set for our journey on the road to Gainesville. I've always vehemently believed it's good to get ourselves uncomfortable from time to time, to force ourselves to face challenges, to prove that we can reach heights we hadn't even fathomed. However, this specific type of goal setting can have an adverse impact on your mentality if you allow it. Because continually going against your preferences and repeatedly forcing yourself to be uncomfortable and do things you don't care for, I I mean, in a word, it sucks. Don't make the same mistake I did and stick to the quote-unquote going against the grain. It sure as heck was useful in the early days. I mean, it helped me develop discipline and consistency and enabled me to get in the best shape of my life. 
However, eventually, it started grating on me. I'd feel unmotivated and disinterested. And while I chalked this up at the time to my just not having a race on the calendar, in hindsight, it's because I was continually forcing myself into positions I wasn't interested in. This turned me off to running at times, which is a shame not just for my health and fitness, but for my state of mind, because it's something I thoroughly enjoy doing. It helps me clear my head and mentally relax a bit. So not having that release would only add to my frustration and anxiety. As a result, my goals have shifted away from the high mileage and the building speed and strength and have gravitated more towards weight loss. As I've noticed, I was beginning to peck on some pounds due to my less than stellar eating habits. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. I'm a certified personal trainer, not a medical professional such as a doctor. So I'm never going to say, oh, you need to lose weight or blah, 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 blah. But I know how I feel. And when I'm feeling heavy or like I can't move quite as nimbly as I think I should be able to for my age, height and fitness level, then I know something's up. I'm very big on listening to my medical professional and going off feel as if those two things are in sync, meaning my doctor tells me I need to drop a few and I know I'm feeling less than optimal, then I know I need to take a look at the man in the mirror and make a change. And that was offbeat and I apologize for that. <laughs> I'm also very big on speaking on subjects on which I've an accreditation for and experience with. And I'm not a registered nutritionist or a dietitian. I personally have seen a handful of certified personal trainers speak with people specifically about what they're eating. And I don't know the specifics of those individuals, right? Maybe they were talking to a friend or a family member or what have you. So I'm not going to judge. That being said, it would be improper for me to tell a client what they should be eating. I bring this up because losing weight starts with how you're fueling. Because it doesn't matter if you're working out every single day. If your diet sucks and you're fueling with junk, odds are the rate the weight is going to stick to you like glue. And you're going to be feeling sluggish and lethargic, not just when running, but around the clock. I know I've been feeling less than stellar and heavier than normal. So coupling that feeling with my predilection towards shorter duration runs means I'm going to be doing shorter runs for the foreseeable future. Yes, I'm signed up for a virtual race and I'm probably not going to be completing, but having that package sitting in the back of my closet is better than forcing myself to run a distance I can't stand and have no interest in just so I could earn that medal. I'd rather not have it hanging with my collection then do anything that's averse to my mindset or adverse to my mindset. Yeah. Although that's a very logical sentiment and something I encourage all of you psychomaniac runners to adopt. It took me quite some time to apply these learnings to my own training. Just as our plans and training may change over the course of time, our goals may change as well. Let's say you're a new runner and you want to tackle your first marathon in six months. You're doing what I did and not taking on any shorter races. You're going straight into the deep end. Although this isn't the course of action I'd recommend in the slightest, I'm not about to tell you how to live your life so you go do you. In our hypothetical scenario, 
Let's say around the four-month mark, you realize you're struggling to hit 10 miles consistently, and you're not 100% certain you're going to be able to hit 15 miles before race day. Should you go all Elsa and go into the unknown and try to tackle that 26.2-mile hitter? Since this isn't a real human being, and it's just a scenario that I've concocted for the sake of discussion, I am going to tell you what to do, and the answer is heck to the no. There's no point in forcing yourself into a situation you know you aren't prepared for. Sure, you could absolutely give it a shot, and if you come up short, no big deal. However, if that's the route you're going to take, you need to be cognizant of your personality and how your mind works. Because I know, if I had decided to quit at mile 17 of my first race like I wanted to, I don't know if I would have taken another stab at it. Perhaps your mind wasn't or isn't quite as negative as mine was at the time, and you would actually try it again, but there's no problem with adjusting your goals to your comfort level. In our little scenario, you could switch to running a half. You could defer your race if that's an option, or just eat the cost and not sweat it. You always have an option, so long as you're willing to explore them. And there's no problem with taking a pragmatic approach to your goal setting and adjusting them as necessary. Thus far, we've discussed ensuring your goals are in line with your preferences. And while it's important to get outside your comfort zone, it may not necessarily be in your best interest to do that consistently for years. Additionally, it's important to think of goals not just how they relate to the act of physically running, but how running plays a component in our lives overall. In that same vein, we want our goals to be concrete. And the first goal of all of us as runners should be to cross the finish line of our first race in the upright position, regardless of course length or speed. However, that's a long-term goal, and we need to set short-term ones in service of that to keep ourselves motivated and focused. In past conversations, we've discussed how important it is to make running and exercise an integral part of your daily routine. Developing those healthy habits and fundamental changes to our life, and really to our day, can be difficult to cope with. Blocking out time for yourself to clear your head and get your workout in should be your number one priority. As, well, not number one, right? But because you got family, you got, well, I don't know, it depends, right? But it needs to be a high priority. Because your health and fitness should always be something we focus on. While these are necessary and the importance of acts such as these should not be trivialized, I'd like our conversation today to focus on the act of goal setting. Running is the means by which us healthy and fit individuals maintain our lifestyle. However, when participating in a sport that can vary so wildly as a time commitment from 30 minutes to you know multiple hours, our mindset is of the utmost importance. Hence why our conversations are always focused on the marathon mindset and not just the miles and bling we rack up. Commitment and discipline are something every individual learns in different ways and at different paces. If you can set stringent physical short-term goals, such as running X number of miles this week and then adding two on to that the next, then by all means get to work. Personally, Setting concrete goals around my working out has never been much of a struggle, as running and lifting and using the heavy bag have always been my me time, right? It's where I clear my head 
focus on improving myself, and think about things I enjoy, such as creating content or the next vacation I'd like to take. What has occasionally been a struggle is maintaining motivation. As we discussed earlier in our conversation today, I know I'm the sort of person who likes to feel like I'm working towards something, like I'm progressing towards a goal. However, we're discussing fairly abstract goals here, which aren't necessarily knock out the first race. And as someone who has already dominated multiple races, the focus of working towards the next one isn't something I'm too keen on anymore. This means I've needed to adjust my goals to be focused more on Gabe the human being and not Gabe the runner. Gabe the runner still loves running. But as I see my fellow pavement pounders talk about high mileage races and knocking out the next half and the next full, I'm like, yeah, 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 more power to you. But that's not for me. Being a runner means you want to go out and pound the pavement regularly. Doesn't matter how fast you're running or how many miles you're logging. I reiterate this because if you're brand new to the running community and let's say you want to get involved and you want to, you know, get yourself hyped up and you start perusing hashtags on Instagram or Twitter or you join running groups or whatever, odds are you're going to see people talking about mileage of insane proportions. We're talking half and full, marathons and beyond. Don't think for a second that you need to run those extended mileages to be a quote-unquote real runner. I know in our conversations here, I'm regularly harping on how every human being who is physically capable of running should complete a marathon at least once in their life. But don't think that means you need to do one in order to be a runner. If you decide that three to four mileage distance is ideal for you and you're living healthy and fit and you're feeling strong and your medical professional says, hey, keep up the good work, then who cares if you never complete a half marathon? You're still a runner. And as long as you're feeling strong and fast and your doctor says that you're hitting all the boxes you have control over, nothing else matters. The primary benefit of running a marathon and more specifically going through a marathon training cycle to me isn't just physical. Nah, 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 nah. It's all about cultivating the marathon mindset. But that doesn't mean that you need to run a full 26.2 miles to cultivate a disciplined marathon mentality. Nah, nah, not in the slightest. As long as you're cognizant of your personality and you bear in mind running is just one small part of who you are as a human being, as you're setting both your concrete, short, and long-term goals, then you're setting yourself up for success. It's all about having goals which are relevant and personal to you. I don't really like discuss personal matters such as weight or how I'm feeling because who does? But that's the beauty of our little slice of the internet here. We're having honest conversations about how running impacts all areas of our lives because it's never just about the miles. I bring up the natural aversion to discussing matters such as weight or how you look in photos or how clothes fit because for me, now that I have miles under my belt and medals on my wall, these are the things that are driving me. I'm not a medical professional, so I'm never going to speak on what anyone else should do for their own health. But I know if I'm feeling heavy and my doctor says, uh, hey bro, it'd be in your best interest to drop some weight, then I need to zero in on what I'm consuming. Your goals need to be personal. And although we absolutely want to cross the finish line of our first race in the upright position, 
maybe that's not what drives you. Maybe it's feeling strong. Maybe it's wanting to be comfortable in your own skin. I know our conversation today has been a little rambly-pambly, but as always, my goal is to show my thought processes and my experience as an example for you, Psychomaniac member of the running community. Whatever you decide your end goal is, make sure you have a viable mix of short-term and long-term goals which are concrete and tangible so you can measure them. Perhaps the long-term goal is something abstract such as feel better or stronger or, or even losing weight. And this is just a quirk of mine, but I personally always label weight-related goals as abstract because I know you can measure them and that's the definition of concrete, but we all lose weight at varying rates, so it's ideal to discuss with your medical professional what's healthy and safe for you. So that's the only reason I, I do that because it's so objective, but once you know, your personal situation has been established, then it becomes concrete. But regardless of what the long-term goal is, we can make our short-term goals concrete, such as logging X number of miles, working out X number of times per week, prepping meals uh, X number of times a week, whatever. Running is just one facet of your journey on the road to Gainesville. And it's important to be cognizant of how this places into our ultimate goal of living a healthy and fit lifestyle. I appreciate you spending some time with me today, and I hope you're seeing what I see, that truly anyone can run. We drop new episodes every other Monday, so make sure you smash that subscribe button. If you've ever got questions or ideas for a topic you'd like to cover in a future episode, feel free to hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at anyonecanrunpod. It also helps if uh, you know you don't mind telling a fellow runner to check out Anyone Can Run or leaving a quick rating and review in your podcast app of choice. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Anyone Can Run podcast. And if you did, don't forget to pound that subscribe button. If you didn't enjoy it well, you get what you pay for. And regardless, I look forward to seeing you on the road to Gainesville.